welcome to the podcast of Broadway Baptist Church in Lexington, Kentucky, and the preaching of Pastor Daniel Osmond, a biblical church centered on Christ. Thank you, Judy. It is. We are here celebrating Jesus's birthday. I hope you have your Bibles and you want to open them up to the Gospel of Luke, Luke chapter 2. We're going to read our Christmas story about Jesus, about his birth, and not only that, we're going to read about the we're going to read the exact same verse. I'm going to highlight it that London read, and how she talked about how Mary treasured these things in her heart. And Christmas is a time that you treasure Jesus most importantly. We are here to celebrate Jesus's birthday. Uh, Sherry has a sister who was also born on Christmas Day, and if you were born on Christmas, and I looked it up. Uh, there's two people in our church family that was is, is actually born on Christmas Day. I don't see them right now. It's Cheryl Biddle and Amber Win, Winrock. She attends 1115 service. If you're born on Christmas Day, you get robbed, don't you? Your sister Holly, because you wake up and not only is it Christmas Day, it's also your birthday. So if you have any other time of the year, you get that double celebration, the double present. You get your birthday present, and then on Christmas, you get your Christmas present. But, you know, people try to do the two-for-one if you're born on Christmas Day, where they say, oh, that's your birthday present, too. You're like, no, no, you can't do that. This, this is my Christmas present. Birthday's a different thing. So, but today is a day that we treasure Jesus, and it's a time that we think about how important Christ is to us. And I'm going to show you here in the Bibles of how Mary treasured these things. And as I, this week as I was researching treasure, the greatest treasure, at least other than Jesus, financial treasure, is actually buried right now 3,000 feet underwater off the coast of Columbia. And I'm going to tell you all about this. In 2015, the Holy Grail of shipwrecks was found. And it has not been pulled out of the water yet. It's called, there's a boat, it's called the San Jose. Back in the early 1700s, Spain would send ships sent by the king of Spain over to South America to mine gold. He needed lots of money to pay for all the things he was doing. So he would send these, they were called basically, it was a, called a treasure ship, they would send these boats over to South America and mine gold and load up all the gold they can get and try to bring it back to Spain. Well, in 1708, the British army was recognizing Spain, who was their enemy back then, was bringing these treasure fleets back to their country for the king to help finance everything. Well, they, they attacked one of them, the San Jose, and what they had gone to Bolivia and mined all this gold and silver. In today's value, it's worth $17 billion. It's, in this, it's underwater right now. And the reason it has not been pulled out is because of legal problems. It's, technically, it's in Colombia waters because it's right off the coast. But Spain claims that's their... Uh, that's their, their ship, and I think somehow Great Britain got involved too because maybe they sank the ship, so they feel they, everybody wants there in some, um, 
It was found by the Colombian Navy. And what happened is Colombia knows the exact location and they refuse to tell anybody where it's at. and They don't allow anybody around the waters over there. So what happens, you have this billion dollar treasure, $17 billion of a boat that is sitting at the bottom and buried underwater. In fact, I have a picture of it here. I, have, I, brought, I sent a, a picture so you can see. This is what it looks like today. They sent an underwater crew. Well, maybe it didn't come up. But if it comes up later, uh, you can take a look at the picture. It's underwater. You can Google all this and see pictures of it. But they won't tell you where it's at. It's now uh, has all types of algae all over it. But there's a boat at the bottom of the, of the sea there. And you can see a picture of it, also what it would look like, the San Jose 300 years ago. That is, a, that is a treasure for a treasure seeker today. But you're not going to be able to get that one because it's guarded. Uh, they, uh, they know it and they're very aware of who goes in these, these waters nearby. We're going to see here in our Bibles, Mary also received the treasure. And her treasure was the confirmation that what God said through the angel Gabriel, that all of these things that are going to happen. Remember, nine months earlier, Gabriel appeared to Mary and said, Mary, you're going to have a son. And he's the son of God. He's the Messiah. He's the Savior of the world. And just to confirm to you, Mary, right away, your relative Elizabeth is also, in her old age, she's also expecting a baby. So a few months later, she, Mary got, ran, got to visit Elizabeth, and lo and behold, Elizabeth was expecting a baby. That was a confirmation right there. And then this other confirmation at Jesus' birth also occurred. When Jesus was born, we see some circumstances that occurred to Mary, and it says she treasured these things. She knew this child that she just gave birth to was not any ordinary child. This is the Son of God. This is the Messiah. This is the one who we've been awaiting for. So here is the Christmas story. Luke chapter 2, verse 1. In those days a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that the whole empire should be registered. This first registration took place while Quinarius was governing Syria. So everyone went to be registered, each to his own town. Joseph also went up to the town of Nazareth in Galilee, to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was from the house and family line of David, to be registered along with Mary, who was engaged to him and was pregnant. While they were there, the time came for her to give birth. Then she gave birth to her firstborn son, and she wrapped him tightly in cloth and laid him in a manger, because there was no guest room available them. And now here is the angels. In the same region, this is right there in the fields of Bethlehem, shepherds were staying out in the fields and keeping watch at night over their flock. Then an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, don't be afraid, for look, I proclaim to you good news of great joy that will be for all people. What a message right there. Good news of great joy for all people. Today, Christmas morning, this is a day of good news. Jesus has come. And He's come so people can be saved. 
We have great joy here on Christmas Day. How exciting is it to be able to come and celebrate Jesus' birthday? 2,000 years ago, this occurred. Today in the city of David, that's Bethlehem, a Savior was born for you, who is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped tightly in cloth and lying in a manger. That the manger scene was always the sign to Mary and now the shepherds that this is how the Messiah came into the world. He was born in a barn with animals. All the animals were around. This morning we opened Christmas presents at our house and our dog, we have a Great Dane, the dog is right there acting goofy and she will even help you open all your presents and then eat your presents after that if you're not careful. So Sherry made... Uh, what was it you made? Uh, she made burritos last night. I'm trying to think. I got to remember what you cooked. And she informed me that Lenny, that's the name of the dog, Lenny got a burrito. If you, don't, if you put your food on the table, she was one swoop. There goes your food. You have to watch out with that. So, uh, and Jesus is the same way. I mean, he's born, and here comes, you know, here's the animals. Literally, there's a donkey, there's a camel. You got sheep and you know, goats. They're just watching baby Jesus. And I think, why did this occur? That God is showing His Son doesn't need to be born in a palace. He doesn't need to be born among wealth. He's born in this lowly manger. Mary did not have any other place to put her child. She's putting him where they feed the the animals out of. So they put some hay there, and there's baby Jesus. And that's the sign that the shepherds are looking for. That's the sign to Mary that was told by Gabriel, your child's going to be born in a manger. I know it's hard to believe, but he's the Messiah. Suddenly, there was a multitude of the heavenly host with the angel praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and peace on earth to people he favors. When the angels had left them and returned to heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go straight to Bethlehem and see what has happened which the Lord has made known to us. These guys are by themselves. It's the middle of the night. Jesus was born at night. And they're just there. And they're seeing these angels talk to them. So they have nothing else to do. All they do is watch sheep. So they leave their sheep, because sheep are, I guess, asleep. So they think, we'll run into Bethlehem and go see this sign. They hurried off in verse 16 and found both Mary and Joseph. And the baby was lying in a manger. That's the sign. That's why the manger scene is so central to Christmas. Because this is what, when we think of Christmas, this picture right here should be central because this is what God says, this is the sign. Could you imagine going to a hospital, going to St. Joe's Hospital to Baptist Health, and you have a baby, and instead of putting them in a nice bed or bassinet, they put them in a manger with the animals? No, not at all, but that is how Jesus was born. After seeing them, they reported the message they were told about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what their shepherds said to them. These shepherds became evangelists. They took this message, this great story of Jesus being born, and they began to go out and to tell others. They want other folks to know this is what the Lord has revealed to us. This child is the one we've been awaiting for. 
And that's what happens when you get saved, when you have an encounter with Christ, when you, God touches and changes your hearts, you want to tell that story. It's not something you want to bottle up. You say, I've got to, I've got to tell other folks how to know the Lord. And it says, so the shepherds are leaving and they're going out telling everybody they meet in probably the next few days, hey, we saw the Messiah. Let me tell you, these angels appeared. We saw the baby lying in a manger. But look what it says in verse 19 here. But Mary was treasuring up all these things in her heart and meditating on them. Do you know what that means to meditate on them? She's realizing God, it's true. I see how from when you first appeared to me nine months ago, when I met Elizabeth and she was pregnant, and now also the shepherds have come and confirmed as well, and the baby's lying in a manger. It's true, Lord. Everything you said has come true. And that's what, that's what reconfirms our faith. God is trustworthy and true to us. We come here on Christmas and we honor the Lord because this is a true event that occurred. This is a holy day. But Christmas is important. But without Easter, and without the death and the resurrection of Jesus, Christmas would, wouldn't have the ending it would have. The ending of Christmas is found in the resurrection of Jesus. Jesus came for 33 years so we could ultimately be saved by His death on the cross and His resurrection three days later. Mary treasured these things in her heart. Do you know the Bible tells us 33 years later that Mary was at the cross and she was pierced. It said it pierced her heart. Here is a treasure. But Jesus also died for His mother. He had to die for her sins too. And she also witnessed this baby down the road 33 years later die on the cross for her, for her own sin. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had seen and heard, which were just as they had been told. What do we see right here? Mary needed this confirmation. And she needed encouragement during Christmas. Christmas should be a time of encouragement. Today, do you know of someone who needs encouragement? Do you know of someone who is, um, just needs a phone call, a visit? When we lived in Georgia, there was a couple in our church who did not have any children and who had no family that lived in, anywhere nearby. So they, uh, they spent a lot of money to do this, but they basically just rounded up every uh, young family they knew who needed a visit and they would go on Christmas afternoon. They, they waited at least through the afternoon. And they unexpectedly would knock on your door about 2, 3 o'clock in the afternoon and just bless you with Christmas presents. They didn't stay very long at all. They just walked in and said, hey, we just want to stop by. We just want to give you and the children some gifts and just encourage you this Christmas. And you know, it always came at a time where Christmas always starts out, not, not so much on a Sunday, but it starts out in the morning. Children wake up extremely early. You're exhausted because you get up so early. By 10 o'clock, you're tired. And you're thinking, it's over. And then you want to go take a nap. And then this couple would show up about 2, 3 o'clock 
And it was bonus gifts after that. And they wouldn't even stay to watch you. They were a blessing to so many people in our church family, in our community. And I think about what happened here. Mary needed that encouragement. She was alone. She was probably worried she was being talked about, the circumstances of Jesus' uh, pregnancy. She was in a, uh, t- not her hometown, she was in her family hometown of Bethlehem. They had gone back there. She did not get the opportunity to have maybe a midwife or the local hospital available. She's giving birth at home, and the babies, because they are a family of limited means, giving birth in a manger. And all of a sudden, these shepherds show up sometime later, maybe a few hours later, and they come and bless and encourage. They don't even have any gifts to give. They came with nothing but positive words of encouragement. The shepherds showed up and give this or this great report as we saw these angels. Knowing that the shepherds also confirm her with the sign. They say, Mary, we were told we would find your child in a manger, and we walk in, and he's in a manger. Like, how would these shepherds know this if it hadn't been for angels teaching them? And knowing that, the shepherds here they reported this message to Mary and it matched the exact same message that the angel Gabriel had said to Mary. Nine months earlier, Mary had got received this message from the angel Gabriel and this one lines up perfectly. And Mary treasured these things. I want to read this final scripture here about Jesus speaking about treasure. In Matthew Chapter 6, verse 19, Jesus speaks to us about a treasure. We don't need to be treasure hunters down in Columbia looking for boats at the bottom of the sea. Our treasure is in Christ. Our treasure is the side of our hearts. Our treasure is our salvation. Do you know, this past week, Mr. Bob Tanner passed away. He passed away just right down the road here at St. Joe's Hospital. Bob Tanner was saved. Bob Tanner knew Jesus. Bob Tanner is celebrating Christmas in heaven. And he is in heaven right now because he had a treasure of Jesus inside of his heart. Folks, this is the greatest treasure we can ever have. And I want to, I want to always make sure, Christmas season, especially today, if you know of someone that's caught up in all the wrong things of Christmas, and there's so many distractions with Christmas, so many things can take you sideways. Santa Claus, uh, movies, gift giving, doing things. It's easy to get sidetracked on what's most important. And folks, the Bible tells us it's Jesus. The baby in a manger is what he treasured. It says here, Jesus says, Do not store up treasures for yourself on earth. That means this, this, these treasures don't last where moth and rust destroy, and where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust destroy, and where thieves don't break in and steal. For where your treasure is, 
there your heart will be also. The Lord is telling us that our treasure is not in our gold, our possessions, our things. We invest eternally. The best gift we ever give during Christmas is our gift back to Jesus. You belong to a church that boldly preaches and teaches and stands on the Word of God. Our community is desperate for Bible-believing churches. There are so many people in our community that need to hear the Christmas story. They need to know that Jesus came into the world so they can ultimately be saved. That is what Christmas is all about. So this morning, this Christmas morning, I ask you and the Lord asks you, is Jesus your treasure? A treasure means you guard Him with all of your heart. That means on Sundays you long and look forward to come and to worship Him. That means you wake up this new year. And I want to tell you about the new year. Our church, we are going to read the Bible together as a church family. That starts next Sunday. I hope you have your Bible. We're reading the Chronological Study Bible in the New Living Translation. If you don't have a copy, you can buy one today. You order one for your phone. If you don't like men, some of you do not like to read. I know, you tell me. I gave you a Bible, you hand it back, so they don't really read much. You can buy for $14. This should be a treasure. $14.50. You buy the ebook version. And it will read it to you. In the morning when you get up, you, don't, you can hit play on your free Kindle app and it will read it to you while you're shaving, while you're driving to work, while you're going to bed. You can just listen to the Bible read to you every day for all of 2023. So for even the non-readers, there's no reason for you to have an excuse not to participate in reading the Word of God. I want to tell you, if you have never read through the Bible in your life, that's a goal you should make for 2023. This is God's Word. We treasure God's Word. We know God through His Word. And that's something as a church, we want to read this book together as a church family. And it's in a Bible translation that it's very easy to read and easy to understand. God's Word takes root inside of our hearts. That is a treasure from the Lord. So you look at your life and say, Lord, what do I treasure? What is most important to me? First and foremost is Jesus Christ. Second, you treasure the Word of God. That's how we know God. And not only that, we treasure just like these shepherds. It says they were so excited. They went out and told their people they met who do not know the Lord about Jesus. If you know of someone who does not know what Christmas is all about, who does not understand today, who thinks this is all about Santa Claus and gift giving and getting stuff, folks, this is about giving. This is about giving the greatest gift. And that gift is Jesus Christ. So I encourage you and I ask you, is Jesus your treasure? Mary treasured all of these things and meditated on them. 
That's what she was thinking of on Christmas. And that's our example for us this morning. I'm going to invite everyone to stand up. We're going to have our closing song. We're going to have our invitation. Some of you need to join our church. Some of you need to make Jesus your treasure. Some of you need to make a decision to say, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to start praying and I'm going to start witnessing to people who do not know Jesus. There is no better time to respond to God. To step out of that pew and say, Lord, it's Christmas Day. If the shepherds can be a, a great bold witness, I can too. If Mary can meditate and treasure on these things, you can too. Mary and Joseph took action and they obeyed the Lord during Christmas. We want to be obedient during this invitation. I'm going to be standing down front along with our deacons. If you want to respond, and you need, some of you need to respond, you come take my hand and say, Pastor, I need to follow Jesus this morning. We're going to sing in our hymn book, hymn number 185. There's a song in there, a great Christmas song. 185, our song book.